0: Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. Stella Bergen dives into what you need to know to live your very best life. Stella is an executive coach, personal trainer, performance expert, and life coach. Stella tackles today's hot topics, including nutrition, exercise, sleep, and stress. In this podcast, find out what obstacles and challenges her clients are facing, and how Stella is helping them meet their goals. Join us to find health strategies that work. Welcome to the Stella Fit Podcast. I'm Danielle Critchley. And I'm
1: Stella Bergen.
0: So, Stella, last week we talked about avoiding the freshman 15 or tech 15. We know lots of great tech companies have amazing cafeterias. Or if you're like me, avoiding the I turned 50 15. And I don't actually want to avoid it, I'd like to learn how to lose it. So, what What does that look like? What advice would you give us?
1: Yeah, that was a great podcast, and I hope if you didn't listen to it uh, from last week that you will turn back in to listen to that podcast. But uh, one of the things we talked about in there was the dessert culture, um, that uh, most breakfasts are definitely you're eating dessert which I thought was very interesting the other thing I just want to point out I just took my daughter to college and dropped her off and I have to say every time I travel I notice if you want a little personal space time in this country I'm not sure if it's international but it definitely in this country all you need to do is take the stairs there is no one taking the stairs I couldn't Believe it. I really have tried to encourage my children to always take the stairs, and anywhere I went, if there was an escalator available, there were maybe one person on the stairs, others. So I, I kept telling my, my college student, like, if you need some personal space, just go to the stairwell. Take the stairs. There's no one on the stairs. So that is just a really simple tip. Never take a moving escalator or a moving walkway and the airport. Take the stairs, walk the extra steps, park your car. You know, they used to always say park your car a little bit further away. Right. I mean, those are really great tips. At the end of the day, it's how active you are all day long that what is what really, really matters. It's not your hour workout. That's great. I am not, I'm a I'm paid by the hourly workout, so I don't want to discourage people from their hourly workout. But but your healthy habits, what you do all day long is really what makes the difference. And the results you're getting, it's consistency of effort and, and being consistent with the habit changes you're making and what you're doing with your diet. Your form will follow what you're doing. And so let's talk about healthy food. What what does that look like? Yeah, so I, I'm going to kind of segue from what we were just talking about because I really believe that sustainable habit changes are what get you results. I am not a huge fan of the quick weight loss type programs. I really believe that if you, if you can't sustain what you're doing, and I think that is like the yo-yo dieting, the diet fads, it kind of explains that people would go on these quote diets
0: you're talking like keto paleo yeah. Atkins et cetera, yeah I would et say
1: you know what I'm I'm really talking about and, and let's segue into that in just a minute but it's kind of back from let's say the late 70s early 80s it would have been more the you know the weight watchers the um, you know no fat no I mean all of those kind of bad we know now is not great diet advice but where people would go on, Restrictive diets. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but there was like the cabbage soup diet.
0: I remember there my mom was, having a banana diet.
1: Yeah, I mean, just bizarre. Like, doesn't these things don't even make common sense, right? And and I will tell you, if your diet defies common sense, you just probably shouldn't be doing it. So, <laughs> <Good> <laughs> just <advice>. probably <laughs> Good not. Advice. But I, anyway, so I really believe in sustainable changes. So, my biggest, biggest advice for eating really is the advice Michael Pollan gave after he did all of his research, which is eat real food, mostly plants, not a lot. And we want to thank Michael Pollan for that. So that is my favorite advice. And, and I know we, you and I have talked about many times the Mediterranean diet yes. and that it is the one diet that is scientifically proven to have health benefits <laughs> And you know the, that is really falls under Michael Pollan's um, suggestion of eat real food, mostly plants, not a lot. So if you are consuming mainly fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans or legumes, nuts, healthy fats, which I prefer um, olive oil, avocado oils, they often cook with herbs, which yep. are fantastic. And then limiting your red meat to no more than two times a month. So you're mainly going to try to choose fish sources if you're going to eat by the Mediterranean diet. But the Mediterranean diet really is kind of a combination. uh, Mark Hyman... Kind of coined the phrase he should have trademarked it but vegan, right because the paleo diet became really really popular especially with the whole 30 but yet the vegan diet is also really really popular and i know people who feel great on vegan i've yeah. tried it i didn't feel great i feel better when i eat small amounts of protein so some of this is kind of trial and, and error once again still comes back to eating real food mostly plants but um mark hyman Kind of coined the phrase of Pegan diet, which really the Mediterranean diet would fall under that, but it's mostly plants-based diet, okay. and then small amounts. He calls it condiment. So you want to think of eating your oh, protein sources <laughs> as condiments, right? Oh, it's great. just kind of a yeah. side item. It's not the main deal on your plate. You want to have a plate that is almost all full of plant sources, and that can include whole grains and beans which aren't typically on a paleo diet but that would include whole grains and beans and then small amounts of really good quality, quality matter, sources of protein.
0: So in otherwise a pegan diet would look like a plate full of vegetables like a salad. You could possibly have some whole grain pasta and a tiny little like sliver of meat.
1: Right, or it could look like a big bowl of black bean soup, right, that has, you know, a little bit of maybe, you know, chicken sausage in it. You know, not a lot, but maybe you've had a little bit of chicken sausage for flavor and um, a side, you know, salad of spinach and cucumbers and tomatoes or whatever, you know, you want.
0: But, so we should define for our listeners meat, because m- meat actually, to me, means everything. I put everything under the category of meat, yeah. and I don't, when I listen to you, I think you're differentiating as chicken, as different from red red meat.
1: Right. Well, I, I do think the red meat is a little bit more controversial, because um, then you're going to factor out, like, well, is it 100% grass-fed red meat, right. or is it grass-fed, grain-finished, or is it just factory-farmed, fully grain-fed meat? Um, and so, I, you know, I think red meat really kind of depends on, you know, what kind of red meat you're consuming. And and most, um, I, I'm not a big fan of, of consuming red meat all the time. I would say that Mediterranean recommendation of no more than twice a month is a really good one I think occasionally having a grass-fed burger or occasionally having
0: on oh, a whole grain bun
1: uh, on a whole grain bun or no bun actually right That's I mean I too, think yeah. I think if you're really looking so you also have to remember doesn't matter how you slice it once you you're your body mainly burns carbohydrates for fuel, right? If you eat more carbohydrates than your body burns, it stores them as fat. doesn't matter whether you're eating a Mediterranean diet or any other kind of diet.
0: Okay, I'm prepared. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to try and eat mostly a plant-based diet. But what does it look like? What do I buy in the grocery store? Listeners, you can follow and see how I do.
1: <laughs> okay, so first of all, that I, I know for years people have said, you know, walk around the perimeter of the grocery store. So, th- so that is a great place to start, right? I mean, most of your processed food and refined sugars are located more in the middle of the grocery store, your packaged foods. So if you just stop, I know it's easier said than done. I, I totally understand. But I remember that day where I kind of crossed over that I just told my kids I was no more gonna buy sugar cereal. I just, we were done. I didn't feel like it was a great choice for them for breakfast. And I really, I stopped buying, you know, even the organic cheddar bunnies. Like, I just stopped buying all of it. Um, and yes, I got a lot of protests. I got a lot of complaints. But at the end of the day, it's it's not really food. It's not nutrient dense. I mean, if it's not a colorful diet, if, you know, I always, to me, the, how I judge whether we've eaten healthy all day is how many times i could take my compost bin out because taking my compost bin out that's interesting yeah you know lets me know how many fruits and vegetables i've been cutting up and putting in their lunch boxes and serving for dinner that night so um, what does
0: breakfast okay so is granola in or out uh, yeah, oatmeal think, like what does breakfast let's start oat, with the one meal
1: yeah oatmeal is great i think um having, you know, if you're gluten-free, you can buy gluten-free oats. Oats are actually gluten-free, so I think a lot of people don't understand that. Oats are gluten-free. They just, they're they're not labeled gluten-free unless they are processed in a plant that does not process any other wheat sources. Okay. So people should know that. I mean, if if you are not Uh, have celiac or are really highly, highly sensitive to gluten, you probably can still be okay with regular oats because they are gluten-free. It just depends on where they're processed. So in order for oats to stay gluten-free, they have to be processed by themselves. But um, oatmeal is a great choice. Um, Oatmeal, but I would make sure one of the things I often tell my clients is you really want to try to combine protein, fat, and fiber at every meal. So okay. if you can think about it, not protein, fat, carbohydrates, because there are plenty of carbohydrates that are refined flours and sugars. So you want to do protein, fat, and fiber. So oatmeal with some chopped nuts, so some maybe almonds or pecans or walnuts or whatever kind of nuts you There's like. There's
0: some, actually some nice paleo or um, uh, grain-free uh, granolas too, which are... Yeah,
1: well, granola now has taken on a whole category by itself i mean it used to be you had like a couple of choices a granola and they were highly processed with lots of sugar and um, now the designer granolas uh, around here that you have so many choices so you can yes you can get paleo granola um, just with granola you need to read the ingredients you really need to read where sugar falls and what kind of sugar
0: so i guess a better question would be what are you feeding your family for breakfast
1: I try to make a green smoothie every morning for my kids. My, my whole family is a little bit addicted to the green smoothie. You guys can get the recipe on my website at StellaFit.com. There are actually a fair number of recipes on there, and I will try to keep adding some since we're doing this podcast. But So they do get protein, fat, fiber, and green. So a few choices we have. I make, um, I call them paleo pancakes, but you break, you mash a banana, break two eggs, mix it up whip it up with a fork i add about a pinch of salt and a pinch of cinnamon Hmm. and then i actually you you could use um coconut oil or uh, i guess olive oil i wouldn't want the olive taste in it but i use ghee so that's another decent choice for fat source so i put ghee because ghee holds up to high temperatures as does coconut oil so i put ghee on my griddle or skillet and then it makes some pancakes my kids like them because they taste like fried bananas and then they they put i let them put a little bit of maple syrup on there but we try not to go overboard just a little bit and then they have their green smoothie so they have protein fat fiber and green so that's one choice um often they'll just do eggs or we'll do sausage um they my kids love avocado toast so just whole grain toast i spread avocado i sprinkle a little salt and then i top it with a lightly, you know, over easy, fried egg, nice on top. I, and I get this takes a little bit more work. It just depends on it on what you're willing. You always have to give something up, right, to get something else. I'm willing to get up a little early to make sure my kids. Um, get breakfast and their lunches are made but that's worth it to me I think you can find choices still oatmeal is a really easy one which we're going back to talking about oatmeal there are really good granola sources Um, we limit our dairy consumption we're not completely non-dairy but we do limit our dairy consumption so we tend to do our granolas and with uh, almond milk or there's good coconut milk or soy milk we make our yeah i mean even smoothies are a great option for breakfast especially once again you've got to look at protein fat and fiber if you just blend up a bunch of fruit with some milk um, it will spike your kids blood sugar just like sugar cereal will so look at um when you pulverize fruit it actually turns into sugar but greens can, um, maintain their fiber, right? So you could throw in a handful of strawberries, a couple of cubes of mango, a couple of handfuls of spinach, some almond milk, a little bit of flax or chia seeds, a little bit of almonds. Blend it all up, and you've got protein, fat, and fiber now in a smoothie. And it's and I probably put a half a banana in there actually, um, but it's still going to taste like a mango, strawberry, banana right. smoothie. Right. It's not going to taste like a flax.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. It, try it. Some of it, you just have to play around with your kids. So those are some of the options we have.
0: It, it's also an acquired taste. It took a while for my yeah. family to get used to the green smoothie. And now, like you, yours, they love it. But Absolutely. Uh, and I put berries in for my daughter and call it a purple smoothie. Some berries and yeah. yogurt. And then she loves it. Really, right. it's not that different from the... You,
1: you just have to remember with smoothies, if you put berries and spinach together, you are going to have a brown smoothie. So, and, and a lot of times kids see the brown and it, it just the visual, right. they just immediately turn off. So, you just have to know that. If your kid isn't visual, then probably fine. But, you know, other things I know people struggle with snacks. So, yeah. Uh, You can certainly pop organic popcorn at home and coconut oil and and try adding some seeds in there. Throw in some pumpkin seeds, right, to add a little bit of protein Mm, because the popcorn is going to have fiber and the coconut oil is going to give you a healthy fat source. So throw in some um, sesame seeds, some sunflower seeds, some pumpkin seeds, a little mix. Throw them in or, you know, Um, other hummus and veggies, always a great choice. Um, apples, pear, bananas with some nut butter, always a great choice. Even just a good whole grain toast if you're not gluten-free, or you can get you can get good quality gluten-free toast now. I mean, it, it's much better than it used to be. And throw some almond butter and slice some bananas on top, protein, fat, fiber, right? It, it gets a little trickier if you want to try to do greens with every meal, but it, that can be done too. Um, yeah, so... You know, all of these are great choices. You know, I think the most important thing, if we kind of tie it back into, you know, segueing from the dreaded 15 and and trying to avoid the dreaded 15, um, is really having systems in place for keeping you on track. Because once again, I can't stress enough, it's really what you do day in and day out. It's what you do consistently that is going to get you the results you get whether they are the results you want or the results you do not want and so if you're not getting the results you want if your body is putting on weight or getting mushy or you know if you're not looking or feeling the way you want look at what you do day in day out every single day how are you moving what are you actually consuming you can always do a food log. If you really want half the time when I have clients do a food log, they figure out what they need to do. By the time they finish the food log, they right. really don't need me. The, the food log holds them accountable. And, and so putting systems in place for staying on track is a great place to start, to start really talking about sustainable practices. And I think that's what we should talk about next week.
0: Sustainable practices. Sustainable
1: practices. I think it's a great topic.
0: I definitely can use that because I have to admit, I yo-yo. I've tried keto, paleo, Atkins, med, and I fall off of everything. So I need some sustainable practices for sure. Let's do it. I'll see you back next week. Awesome. Okay. All right. Uh, As usual, uh, please, if you have any questions or want to talk about anything or like us to talk about anything, reach us at StellaFit.com and we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yes, we would.